Hi everyone, this is PCI PDI 360, Conversations in Crisis Management with Joe Bermudez. Thank you for joining our conversation today as we are joined by one of the thought leaders in the PCI PDI marketplace, Bernie Stevens, who is Managing Director, Practice Leader, Commercial Risk Solutions, and of, and of Crisis Management for Aon. Bernie, great to have you today. Thanks very much, Joe. Appreciate being here. How you doing? I'm doing okay, thank you. All, all going through a little bit of changes right now, aren't we? We are, we are. And I'll be interested to see what your insights are about those changes. So before we get into talking about um, our extraordinary times and about the marketplace, I wanted to ask you about your uh, history with uh, PCI, PDI, Marketplace. How did you get started with product contamination, product defect? Um, I know you were one of the ones who were there at the forefront at the very beginning. Um, and um, and how did you get to where you are now with respect to Aon? Uh, sure. It's a bit of a long story, but I'll try to try to keep it brief. Um, so I've, I've been involved in, in product recall for, golly, almost about 35 years now. Um, Really starting when the, when the coverages first came out, uh, which was in roughly 1987, in response to the uh, to the Tylenol situation. So at the time, this was just um, uh, malicious product tampering coverage, so really just deliberate contaminations. And uh, we were I was at the time working at AIG, and we developed the first policy um, to respond to to those situations. Um, so I was an underwriter at that time, and. For about 10 years of my career, I was on the underwriting side and, and helped develop some of those forms. And, you know, we saw it over the years then develop from just deliberate contaminations to accidental contaminations and then, you know, introduced uh, non-food uh, product recall coverage and government recall adverse publicity. So seen, seen a lot of changes uh, really over the last 35 years and um, specialized in the brokering side now for roughly 20 plus years. Interesting. So... Given that you were there at the start with, with the first policies, um, what do you think of the evolution of the policies, both contamination and defect, and, and where we are now with respect to the wordings? Uh, well, certainly there's been you know a lot of development over over 30 years now, and uh, but you know there's still much to be much to be learned. The environment continues to change. Uh, you know, certainly the the environment they're in right now with COVID-19 is is, is evidence uh, of that. Um, but yeah, it, it's been you know frankly fun and rewarding to see how the industry has grown. You know, having been one of the few to, uh, to you know really start back in the '80s, and and now Joe, your conference alone gets what 100 plus people to it. So it, it's it's really nice to see how the uh, how the industry has grown, how some of the young young folks have come in and, and picked up the uh, the torch and and kind of challenged us all to to continue to uh, develop and evolve these coverages to respond to our clients' needs. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, Bernie, and thank you for mentioning the summit, my friend. Now, I want to ask you about um, one of what I consider probably one of the best resources um, for our marketplace, and and something that I think is is fantastic in regards to not only assisting all of us, but also uh, assisting the young folks that are jumping into the marketplace and challenging uh, challenging us. And and that is your uh, current 2020 Emerging Trends in Product Recall and Contamination Risk Management, which has been published by Aon. I, I love the tagline, a crisis may be unpredictable, but it should not be unforeseeable. And I would recommend reading this to, to anyone and everyone who's interested in this marketplace. But let me ask you, because a year ago, um, you were talking about 
2019 and how 2019 got started and basically what we were dealing with the government shutdown. And obviously, I can't wait to see the intro uh, for the 2021 uh, program because of the fact that you were obviously dealing with unprecedented times. How do you see COVID-19 impacting the marketplace? Uh, well, certainly there's like a, well, certainly there's a lot of uncertainty, uh, you know, around COVID-19 and, and how it's spread. Um, you know, at, at the moment, uh, you know, the, the, the common thought between the uh, regulators in, in virtually all countries is that there's no evidence that uh, that the uh, transmission of COVID-19 uh, is, is through food, beverage or, or even food packaging. Um, you know, having said that, again, it's, it's a fluid situation. Um, research is continuing. Um, there, there is evidence that, uh, you know, that the, the virus can be stable on plastic and stainless steel for, for up to uh, seven or uh, 72 hours, so three days. Um, and um, but, you know, at, at this point, the, the common consensus is that it, it's a person to person respiratory um, virus. And um, that we're not really seeing it spread through through food, so so that's certainly you know a, a good thing. Um, the other thing that uh, I suppose note at the same time is, at this point, there's there's no test to to be able to tell if if the food has been contaminated anyway. So it's very difficult to tell exactly where the uh, the virus is spreading, and, and research continues on that. Very true. Very true. Thank you uh, for those insights. Um, how is Aon, um, and in particular your team? Uh, responding to the crisis and, and talking to clients. What are you hearing from clients and what are you talking to clients about in regards to uh, uh, moving forward with the crisis? Well, certainly we're all overwhelmed with, with information right now on COVID. Um, you know, on, on my personal email address, I'm getting emails from my bank and from Crate and Barrel and, and, and everybody else uh, telling me what they're doing about, uh, about the virus and, and, and how they're trying to maintain their operations and, and protect their uh, you know, first of their colleagues or their employees and, and of course, their customers as well. Um, you know, from our standpoint, a, a couple of things that we're trying to do, um, as you know, Joe, I, I put a lot of information out there, either through newsletters and our annual report and so forth. So we're, we're trying to educate, um, you know, ma- making sure that, that our clients are aware of exactly what the exposures, you know, are and, and aren't for that matter. And, you know, a lot of that information is, is available through the FDA, the, the CDC, the World Health Organization, John Hopkins, um, you know, all, all these different resources that we're seeing out there. So we're, we're, we're looking at those, uh, those sources and, and the most reliable ones and trying to educate, uh, educate our clients. Uh, the second thing we're doing is, is, you know, looking at how the world is changing right now, right? So, Certainly with the fluidness of this situation, there are certain reporting provisions under product recall and product contamination uh, policies that uh, you know, require uh, notice of, of a potential incident that could give rise to a claim. So you know, we are advising our clients that you know, if, if you have any um, you know, idea or, or potential situation uh, to notify us so that we can you know, work with you and make sure that your, your underwriters are noticed. Uh, properly, because you know the last thing we want is is claims being denied because of notices because people were unaware of the situation. Now, the other thing we're doing is 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 you know talking to our clients about insured products. These policies are written as uh, a product specific type of coverage. Uh, we are seeing uh, a number of countries right now, or a number of companies right now that are um, you know looking to um, 
to to switch over their manufacturing to to help with the crisis. So, you know, there's certain um, um, alcohol uh, manufacturers that are not making hand sanitizers. There's there's uh, automotive suppliers and component parts that are talking about making uh, you know necessary uh, medical equipment. There's there's uh, clothing people that are making you know gloves and masks and gowns. So it's important that um, you know if 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 a, if a client or an insured is is changing their their process in any way or making new products, uh, that that underwriters be be made aware of that. Um, you know, again, it's a it's a product specific policy, so so it's really key to make sure that uh, that you're covering yourself for for risk that you may be um, incurring now that you didn't have before. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And are you sending out alerts to your clients, just letting them know about all these different issues that you're raising in regards to notification to underwriters, notification, obviously, to you, so you can assist with respect to those efforts? Yeah, we we're, we're certainly do that. Our, our main thing is we, we do a, um, a monthly newsletter, uh, the Recall Register. Um, so we use that really as our method, and, and that goes out to several thousand uh, of our clients and, and industry in general. And you know, it gets put out there to the public as well. So we, we, we really try to share that information with with, uh, with industry as a whole. Yeah, and again, another fantastic resource because, again, I'm a fan of that as well. Um, you are you're, you're excellent, uh, Bernie, in regards to um, uh, getting the education out there. In fact, I, I just saw um, on LinkedIn that uh, you had worked with Stericycle on cyber issues, and, and we'll come to that in a minute in regards to how cyber can impact uh, uh, the uh, PCI PDI marketplace and uh, so you're excellent at, at getting um, information out there and educating the public as well as the marketplace and it's, and it's very helpful so thank you in that regard absolutely yeah not uh, you know there's, there's I think a certain responsibility for us all to do that as well well, you've, I mean, you've been there from the start, and you've seen so much, so it's great to get your insights because you've obviously seen how not only our part of the industry, the, the wording and, and the, the services are, are, have evolved, but you're also, you've been there and, and watched over as, as all these different industries have evolved. Uh, so it's, it's fantastic to get your insights um, uh, going through. I mean, uh, and, and so let me, let me ask you um, one other question about COVID-19 before we move on, because I, I want to hear your mm -hmm. insights about different industries. In regards to COVID-19, uh, and obviously we know that with any type of crisis under product contamination, product defect policies, uh, the clients are facing liquidity crunch. They, because of the fact that, you know, obviously they have, to, sometimes they have to stop production, sometimes it's a limited production, but it's certainly not what they were doing earlier. Um, and yet their bills still have to be to suppliers, to employees, uh, and, and getting bills out there and getting things, utilities uh, paid for. Uh, are you concerned that COVID-19 is going to add an extra layer or extra pressure um, onto the clients in regards to liquidity crunch if anything comes down over the course of the next couple of months? You know, our, our, our clients are, are facing a number of, of issues. Certainly, you know, financial is, is one of those issues, um, both, both positive and negative. Um, you know, many, many food and beverage companies are, are running 24-7 trying to keep, uh, you know, grocery stores shelves uh, stocked. Um, certainly, the, the the paper industry, uh, you know, has that same issue as well. So, so certain certain of our clients are doing extremely well, and and their issue is is more dealing with well, how do we bring in new employees or temporary employees, and how do we vet those employees, um, you know, in, in, in order to 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 make sure that we're following all our safety procedures and so forth, and 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 get them in as quickly and as effectively as possible. 
Um, you know, from the financial side, there are certain uh, certain clients of ours. So, you know, certainly the restaurant and food service industry and, and those uh, manufacturers or processors that um, that supply those industries that that will you know likely be adverse uh, adversely affected uh, from a financial standpoint through this crisis. So, so certainly, you know, we're we're, we're trying to see what we can do to help with them, and and you know, we're talking about some ideas, uh, you know, relative to that going forward as well. Um, Absolutely. I, I think one of the uh, one of the points you just raised there is critical because we all know that when uh, companies are dealing with new employees, new procedures, new policies, whether it's with new products or whatever else is going on because there's been changes in the supply chain, that we do see issues uh, and many of which um, uh, usually result in a claim under um, product contamination or product uh, uh, defect insurance. Um, are you are you having discussions with some of your clients who haven't purchased PCI or PDI yet and, and explain to them some of the risks involved with what they're going forward in this basically new world? You know, we're, we're certainly trying to do that, Joe, but to be, to be honest with you, um, you know, right now there's, there's such upheaval um, from a commerce standpoint that, uh, you know, new, new buyers, um, you know, I, I think are really trying to uh, educate themselves as much as they can on what the exposure and risk is, you know, are. I think that may be coming further down the road as far as, you know, having discussions uh, with them about buying additional insurance. Um, at this point, as you know, Joe, this is, this is all about risk management. Insurance is just part of that uh, response. Um, like I said, you know, ma- making sure that the clients are educated of what their exposure is um, and, and understanding that, you know, clients will have different risks going forward. The, you know, some will be dealing with, well, how do we, you know, ramp up production. Others, well, well, how do we, uh, you know, how do we manage our employees who are going home sick or will need to be laid off? How do we continue to train our employees uh, from a food safety standpoint? The FDA has announced that, uh, you know, that obviously their their plate is quite full right now and focusing a lot on 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 uh, responding to to the COVID crisis and and not necessarily doing as much. Um, uh, inspection work, um, you know, certainly for obvious reasons, international inspections have for the most part stopped. Domestic inspections um, are down to mission critical inspections. So, you know, what what does that mean? That means you got to do a lot of self regulating. You've got to be, you know, prepared to manage that exposure yourself because just because the FDA and other regulators aren't coming in doesn't mean the exposure is going away. Uh, it just means that you need to be prepared to to step up your own. Um, uh, monitoring activities. Uh, same thing with suppliers. Uh, you know, we could start seeing suppliers um, going under, and you may need to replace those suppliers quickly. So, do you, you know, do do you have alternative sources um, um, identified? Uh, do do you have procedures in place so that you can quickly uh, vet and get them through your approval process? Um, you know, a lot of different issues, and and it's really different for every one of our clients, whether it's food or beverage or restaurant or or automotive or consumer products. Great advice, uh, Bernie. Great advice. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, with respect to the the pandemic or COVID nineteen's impact on twenty twenty so far, how do you um, obviously you know um, you don't have a crystal ball, but how do you foresee um, the, the the rest of the year playing out in regards to uh, the PCI PDI marketplace? Um, you know we. We've been a fairly stable market, um, you know, for the past several years. Certainly, some some comings and goings with carriers and capacity, but for the most part, our capacity has remained 
relatively stable over the last uh, last several years. Um, I don't anticipate a, a huge up, uh, upswing in, in claims uh, because of this, uh, at least based on what we know at the moment about the transmission. That, of course, could, could change. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really looking at, uh, from a market standpoint, uh, ad- adverse uh, situations out there from a, from a capacity or a carrier standpoint, Joe. Oh, very encouraging. Very encouraging. Good stuff. So let me come back to your 2020 Emerging Trends in Product Recall and Contamination Risk Management. I call it yours. I know it's Aeon's, but um, uh, let me ask you, in going from one crisis to another and shifting over to that, uh, you provide some great insights in regards to uh, the romaine lettuce uh, industry and, and some of the issues, obviously, that have been raised by the, the recent uh, outbreaks and advisories. Do you see a place for PCI in regards to uh, addressing this issue with, uh, with the growers um, and, and the supply chain with respect to uh, romaine lettuce and the produce industry? Well, certainly that's been one of the trouble industries for the past uh, past several years. And uh, first, let me, let me back up a little bit. If anybody wants a copy of that report, you can go on Aon.com and just uh, in, in the search uh, search window, uh, search for recall, and you'll be able to download a copy uh, of that report for yourself. Um, but yeah, you know, certain, certainly, you know, the, the lettuce, um, you know, bad timing every year. It seems that Thanksgiving, Christmas, they get, they get hit by this. Uh, so, so you know, that was a difficult situation. Don't believe it hit the market particularly hard uh, from a coverage standpoint. Um, it was more of an industry type of event. Uh, but there's other regulatory, you know, and, and recall events that, you know, are all important and may or may not hit the industry underwriters who um, underwrite food products, and including, you know, romaine lettuce, also uh, write uh, automotive products for the most part. So it's it's kind of a blending of what their what their uh, what their risk um, um, profile is and and what their you know losses are from a whole. Sometimes we re- I think we rely a little too heavily on government statistics, particularly last year and probably this year as well. Um, you know I, I noticed last year if, if you look just straight at the numbers, it looks like you know the number of recalls has 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 declined and and they did. Uh, but that's not taking into account the fact that our government was closed for about six weeks uh, uh, last year in 2019, uh, 2019, right? So, so certainly those numbers were were underreported. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. But then you also have to take 2020 with a grain of salt when people are looking at the statistics, saying, "Oh, well, the number of recalls has increased uh, dramatically over the last year." It's like, well, last year had six weeks less of recalls. Uh, because of government shuts, shutdowns. For, for instance, the uh, Consumer Body Safety Commission didn't issue a single recall in January of 2019. Right. Well, it's because all the products were fine. That's why. So they didn't need to. It was all good. But no, it's a, it's a great point, Bernie. It really is. Because I agree with you. Sometimes we get stuck on the statistics when really we should be watching the trends and seeing what's going on there. And again, um, I will, again, um, basically say that uh, your report is a fantastic one and, and recommend it uh, to anyone who's interested in this space um, and, and as well as to those, the clients out there who are interested in this area because it, it's fascinating and it, and it really does raise a number of issues uh, for uh, uh, risk managers, uh, controllers, treasurers to take a look at in regards to the health and, and uh, well-being of their companies. Let me ask you, one of the, one of the emerging issues you, you talk about um, uh, that is fascinating, and like I said, you would, you would just um, 
worked with Stericycle on this issue, and that is uh, cybersecurity and product recall. Uh, where are you seeing uh, the vulnerabilities there now in regards to um, cyber? Um, is it more prevalent in regards to the food industry or with all industries, consumer goods, auto? Um, and what is uh, the role of the marketplace, the product contamination, product recall um, uh, marketplace in regards to addressing that issue as, as it is emerging in regards to these various types of products? Um, that's a good question, Joe. Uh, you know, I, I certainly think from, from a cyber recall standpoint, probably the, the two greatest areas, uh, most evident areas would be uh, automotive and medical products, right? As, as we um, uh, increasingly become you know, more interconnected in our, in our world, um, it just leads itself to exposure. So, you know, when, when I think of, of the exposure from cyber, I really look at it two, two different ways. You know, number one is, can the manufacturing process itself be manipulated? Um, you know, can, can someone hack into your system and change uh, quality control levels or temperature levels or, 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 or those sorts of quality control issues, right? And that can happen really in, in any kind of manufacturing um, setting. Uh, it's certainly, certainly you know, uh, an exposure that, that's there, probably less so than, than general disruption that we've been seeing uh, from the cyber risk standpoint that um, focuses more on, on, on the financial side of things. So while the exposure is there, you know, it's, I don't think it's a, a really significant exposure, but it's, it's something that we need to be aware of because it is a vulnerability that's out there. Now, the other the other side of it is is once a product's been manufactured, how vulnerable is it then to being hacked? Um, you know, and and that's where we've been seeing you know issues related to uh, you know automobiles and, and and even more so in in medical devices. Um, you know, where they're being connected directly to. Uh, uh, to doctors and, and internal uh, devices um, that could be manipulated and, and obviously cause cause um, death. Excellent insights. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie. Bernie, we're, we're running out of time, so um, I have one last question for you. Um, so uh, basically, what is it that you can share with the marketplace uh, that most people don't know about you? Um, well, we, we can talk about our first discussion this morning, Joe. My last name is Stevis. It's not Steve. It's not Stevis. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not Steve Bernhard either. Um, I, I, yeah, that's the first, probably the first thing that comes to mind. I recently moved to Denver. That's that's another thing. German is my first language. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people do know that. Um, uh, but but again, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you, Joe. I think these uh, these kind of discussions are valuable, and getting the education out, um, you know, to you know within our own industry group and, and to clients uh, and the industry as a whole is is really important. And um, you know that that, that kind of um, I, I think is, is what really advances and, and pushes us to to look at our risk and, and to work with underwriters and work with clients to to make sure that. Uh, that we're putting a product out there and developing products that uh, can respond to, uh, you know, their ever-changing needs. Well, Bernie, thank you so much for your time today. You, I know how busy you are, and it's always great to spend time with a thought leader. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Have a great one. Thanks, Jeff. Take care.